Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this Football Ramble special. My name's Marcus Speller, Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's here. All right. Pete Donaldson's here. I don't want to be here. What a treat. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, you're thinking to yourself, what are they doing here? What are they doing here? Why does Pete not want to be here? Mm. That will all become clear in just a moment. Now, during the 12 rambles of Christmas that we recorded in the build-up to Christmas, and we did record them. They weren't re-releases of other shows, you fools. Yeah. Um, They were all specials, and we had a lovely old time. Um, We asked you to submit your suggestions for uh, an outstanding or an important or a memorable thing that has happened in the world of football since the football ramble began all those years ago. Now, the person with a winning suggestion would win a TV, and we'd also record a special around their chosen subject. That's why we're here. And the reason why Pete doesn't want to be here is because Matt Baker won the competition for suggestion, and we discussed Mike Ashley's Newcastle United. Mm. There we go. Yeah, as Matt put it himself, my entry has to be none other than the plight of Newcastle United since 2007. 
He did pick out a favourite moment, which was Cissé's goal against Chelsea in 2012. Pete, I believe you were at the game. That is probably the only uh, yeah. little sprinkling of sunshine that... Uh, <laughs> we well, well, no, because... We as, won't as, be mentioning that. Yeah. <laughs> That's because, done. Where, because, as I said on the Ramble a few weeks ago, I was in with the home crowd, oh, so yeah. I couldn't actually so, celebrate the best goal I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Even right. that was taken yeah, away tainted, from you. Tainted. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, dear. Well, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it is the Football Ramble special, the uh, the extra, if you like, to the 12 Rambles of Christmas. Mm. Mike Ashley's Newcastle United. Let's dive in like we're some, <laughs> like we're some vomit in a fireplace. <laughs> can, I, can I just start off with a couple of quotes, Pete? Uh, <laughs> it's essentially, might may, may I just say, that I've essentially said to Luke and Jim, here's the pick and mix, one of the big ones at a cinema, <laughs> yeah. and uh, an unlimited credit card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want. Um, this is from, uh, I believe, Sir John Hall. Mm. Mike Ashley is a major player in the sporting world, and I am convinced he is the right person to take my place and take the club forward. I'm sure he will be good for the club and its loyal fans, and indeed for the region. I wish him the very best and hope he enjoys it as much as I have. He has my full backing. And Freddie Shepherd said, I will not stand in the way of a Geordie Abramovich who wants to pour millions into the club. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's interesting you, you, you make that or, or you uh, remind us of the Abramovich comparison. I've been Googling today. I've been Googling. <laughs> Every day I'm Googling. Well, Georgie Abramovich sounds like an oligarch, but with like the spelling with a J. Yeah. Georgie, it's a Georgie yeah. Abramovich. Oh, hello, Google search tools. <laughs> Time wanted to search from. Well, 23rd of May 2007, please. It, it, it is remarkable to think that he was thought of as that once upon a time. Mike Ashley, of course. Yeah, We've he, seen over the years, clubs have been better run than others, of course. Fans protesting at owners unhappy with the way things are. Uh, but it's been a long old slog for Newcastle United. Mm. It really, really has. And they're still in that slog, as, as Peter's uh, attitude will um, testify to. But this is a team who were not that long ago challenging for the Premier League title. They were in, or the Premiership title as it was. Uh, th- they were playing in the Champions League as well. And the sugar daddy owner or, or billionaire sort of coming into um, a football club is a little bit more commonplace now. Whereas Chelsea and Manchester City have benefited with winning trophies, it's not been the same for Newcastle United. No, it hasn't. <laughs> Do you still not want to be? <laughs> I can confirm that. Mm. It's weird, isn't it? It's like it's weird that coming into a club like Newcastle United, they get a lot of people through the gate. Yeah, they were well respected. Uh, for, well, they were respected in the nineties uh, for playing some beautiful football, uh, very yep. attacking football. Yeah. And Even the they, early noughties, and as they well. were a global. They're a big deal. They, they were a big deal. They were a glo- not a global brand, but they they were making moves. I think, yeah. and to build upon that would have been a smart move for any investor. What's actually happened is we've got a, a man, Newcastle United, have a man who wants to run everything on fumes. Yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, didn't he spend a lot of his own money clearing debt? No, I mean, no. To, he, to loaned, def- to defend... he loaned money to the club to clear right. debt. That's okay. the difference. Yeah. And a lot of the money... And but with no interest, just... right? No. Well, well, the interest of putting Sports Direct all over a stadium he uh, now wants. Well, I'm no, detecting... Now suddenly, suddenly Pete's interested. Yeah, I'm, I'm detecting <laughs> some cynicism about it. <laughs> That's what is effectively a profile <laughs> of the man who came along and saved your club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good point, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, well, they it could happened. die young, don't you, they? Yeah. You, want, you want to get them out of the way first, just to just get into the meat of the actual story? Marcus, what's been going on at the, uh, the Sports Direct at St James's Park? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still there. Yeah. It's still very much there. Yeah, Ashley, he took over the club on the, on the 23rd of May 2007, and he surprised a few people um, by doing that. Uh, he paid around £134 million for for the club, but... You have to say the club were in financial struggles at the time. Yeah. And there was an element, as that 
that quote about the, the Geordie Abramovich, quite wonderful. That was from Freddie Shepard. The first one was either from St. John Hall or, or yeah. Douglas Hall, because didn't mm. he pass it on to his son before mm. that? Yeah, so it could have been Douglas Hall. It should have been a Cockney, yeah. It's a great Roman quote. Abramovich. It's a great quote. I, mean, a... I mean, Freddie Shepard nowadays is sort of saying that he wished, he'd, he wished it had never been sold, or he, or he was saying mm. that anyway. Yeah. Um, he wished it had never been sold to, um, to, to Mike Ashley, but he wasn't saying that at the time. Well, this is the, this is the point. That, that It was so long ago that you can forget that when Ashley mm. came in, Newcastle were in a bit of financial struggle, mm. despite having played in the Champions League not that uh, long before. And I think one of the problems was that I think that they'd always set themselves up as a Champions League club, but they didn't get it regularly mm. enough, so the money wasn't coming in. Anyway, they, they didn't do a Leeds. That's the right. I think, <laughs> they, well, yeah. No, that's right. I, I think Freddie Shepard was actually quite ill, wasn't he, around the time mm. of the sound? He, he said afterwards that had he been in, in better shape, he'd, he'd have put up more of a fight, but you know, he just had other priorities. True, but initially, he was very popular among the fans. He was mm. seen in the local bars and pubs, oh. on the booze with them all. But it was all. so cynical, wasn't it? It was proper like man-of-the-people bullshit. He was a, no, no, he was a power people... drinker from very early on. Yeah, yeah but, but he, but he no, was... I, in... I, I, if... if if I'm going to give him any credit during this profile, he's very much, uh, a, a, you know, a, a working class man done good. I mean, the state of him for crying oh, out loud. Puking in I'm fireplaces, not... eating in curry houses. <laughs> this man is not, you know, going to be going to uh, uh, see Donald Trump at a fucking meeting anytime soon. I'm not questioning his, you know, his working class authenticity, if, if anyone sort of values that sort of thing. I just mean the sort of the PR nature of it. The fact that, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, oh Geordie's like drinking, I'm going to do it really publicly. <laughs> then they'll love me. But they yeah. did, yeah. but a lot of the fans did. <laughs> I mean, I, I take the point, Jim, but a lot of the fans liked the fact that he was in his toon shirt. Getting his out belly out with the other bloke with a big and, belly. And also there was that occasion when Newcastle played Sunderland at Sunderland and he couldn't wear his Newcastle strip in the corporate box. Yeah. So we went in the away end with the away, with, with the away fans. With He's the making fans. all the right moves at this yeah. point. People liked him. And that's I think that is the point I'm making here, that the, the, the initial stages of Mike Ashley, it looked like a match made in heaven. There he was with his millions or billions. He was in the, the with the fans, with the shirt on and so on. Uh, it wouldn't last, though. No. It wouldn't last. But he made a very popular decision on the 16th of January. When, I remember this so well. Kevin Keegan returned to Newcastle United. I, I mean, I couldn't believe my luck. It was, <laughs> it was one of those days that you remember forever as a football fan. Do you know what I mean? It's up there with your club winning something. It's, it's, one, do you know, it's one of those days where everyone is united by how insane something he is. He replaced Sam Allardyce. Sam Allardyce, not that long ago, was England manager. Yeah. <laughs> Just, so was Keegan. The fa- that's true. That's very true. Um, but Allardyce hadn't been cutting the mustard. I mean, in between... Uh, those two. Nigel Pearson was caretaker manager. When I was researching this, I mean, Mike Ashley's Newcastle United, it's an absolute who's who of ramble tropes. (laughs) Like a best of. That should have been a sign of things to come for Pearson. (laughs) (laughs) But it was incredible when Keegan returned. How did it make you feel, Peter? The Uh, the second coming. Well, I didn't ring Luke uh, at one o'clock in the morning like I did when Shearer took over. Yeah. um, It was actually four o'clock in the morning. was it four o'clock in the morning. We'll come on to that in a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I was was interested. (laughs) I mean, after Sam Allardyce... Yeah, Keegan you, you returning to Newcastle. Keegan go back to Newcastle. That's but a bit of a dream. It was bloody it? wonderful. It was, but Keegan had been out of the game for a long time. Wasn't it, wasn't he running a soccer circus yeah, prior to that? That's and right, then yeah. obviously after No, no, that. no. It was a soccer school, Jim. <laughs> right. It just looked like a soccer <laughs> circus. <laughs> <laughs> you drove past the two it. other managers that were consistently linked with the job when Keegan took over in January 2008, wasn't it? Mm. Were um, Gerard Houllier and Didier Deschamps. <laughs> <laughs> so did you were you behind it though did you think that it was it was going to be the, the third coming of um, Keegan no <laughs> but it was no, do you know, know what it was do you know what it was and it was similar to the Alan Shearer thing I don't want to speak on behalf of Newcastle fans because I'm not one mm-hmm. but I remember at the time and, and, and thinking about it now as well 
it was it was one of these things. It's, it's a spectre at the feast. Lots mm. of clubs have these individuals that absolutely are, that are around Dalgleish the bar. Dalgleish at Liverpool, exactly. And it was the same with Shearer at Newcastle. Yeah. Looking back on it now, you probably are you probably be forgiven for thinking it's good they got that out of the way yep. because it never mm. would have gone away. Keegan had done what he had done as a player and as a manager. They came very close to winning the Premier League. Um, they it, it was always talked about as coming back, and the fact that they were able to get him back and get that out of the way, mm. fair enough. It ended up with a with a lawsuit, <laughs> <laughs> in which Kevin Keegan, Keegan was awarded substantial damages. Keegan but won. Know that at the time. Yeah. Ke- Keegan <laughs> won a court case. Yeah. That's what a shambles yeah. this was. And, and with, with I the, could beat him in court on the, the court steps with his foot in a bucket, going, <laughs> "I won. I do. Have, yes, I do. Don't ask well, me." Well, he bucket. asked for twenty six million and got two million, so he, <laughs> yeah. he sort of won. Yeah, yeah. But but and then and then it's happened with Alan Shearer when when they're in real trouble. Yeah. Fair play to Alan Shearer for going out there and answering the call. I mean, he didn't have to do that. He could have just chipped off from the sidelines. I mean, you know, he won one game and eight. They were relegated. <laughs> it happens. But he was stepped up there and he did it. And now that's out the way. They haven't got to worry about that anymore. Yeah. You know? yeah. and they've, they've got loads with, of along, other stuff to worry about. Along with club legend Ian Dowie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And after those managers, they then could look forward to the good times, of course. <laughs> but I think what was interesting about Keegan going back there is that the way Ashley did things, he tried to get... Clearly, with, with wearing the Newcastle shirt, drinking with the fans, he tried to get a good vibe back at the club. And getting Keegan back was a part of that. It but, didn't I happen. mean, fundamentally, he was a spending manager, Keegan. He liked yeah. to spend money. Yeah. He liked exciting football. And that comes at a hefty, hefty price. That's Mike that, well, Mike, Michael, Owen, that. Michael Owen joined the club sort of around <laughs> that time. I think well, He was what, top scorer for two seasons running. But, Pete, Pete, that's why Keegan essentially left the club. Because... They brought in a play- Dennis Wise, I think it was, brought in a player that um, Keegan didn't want, hadn't seen. The huge um, buster. Nacho, Nacho Gonzalez. Nacho, yeah, it? yeah, it was Gon- Gonzalez, yeah. He's now playing in. Um, he's playing for Montevideo Wanderers now. Nice. I checked. Um, so that's what happened, though, wasn't it? Because Dennis Wise was in there doing his business, and, and, and mm. Keegan essentially sued him for constructive dismissal, didn't he? Yeah, I think, I think Keegan was surprised at how. Uh, I think I guess uh, Mike Ashley, with having the director of football and Dennis Wise, uh, he wanted to modernise the club a little bit, possibly. Mm. And Keegan was. He wanted to be. He wanted to do an Arsenal Wenger, and he wanted to manage all parts of it. He wanted to be, be involved. He's in, an old in school the English league. manager. English manager. He was. He was expected to be consulted on signings. That's not how modern football works. But if Dennis Wise yeah. is telling you who you should sign and who you shouldn't sign, and Joe Kinnear latterly, yeah. you're going to be like, "Well, fuck this parade. Yeah. Fuck it." Yeah. And Dennis Wise did say something I found hilarious reading back, which was um, they signed uh, Gonzalez over mm. over Keegan's head. Um, and it later came out that it was as a favour to South American agents who promised Dennis Wise, in quotes, first reviews on all the best South American players. It's like, are you some sort <laughs> wow. of fucking idiot? Look at some magic beans <laughs> yeah, as well. Absolutely. Was it not like three very short YouTube clips yeah, that yeah. I think he saw of him? And yeah. Keegan was just like, what the hell is this all about? But I mean, as well, like if you are, if you are that sort of old-fashioned manager um, who wants to control every aspect of the club and you're being told that you can't do that because modern football is different and you know people are qualified in different ways, and as you say it's then an ex-footballer mm. doing that it's yeah. just, just not joined up is it yeah. there's no like Kevin, consistency from, from, immediately from Kevin Keegan's position it's like I gave this club the best Premier League moments you know that fans will remember you know I yeah. almost created a bedrock that, that we expect more from Newcastle United and now you're chinning me off with Dennis fricking wise like yeah. it's just yeah, it's yeah. like Keegan's a bit unlucky, in there, <laughs> but uh, but but that's the thing with with Ashley bringing in Dennis Wise and 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 all these sort of people, the Cockney Mafia. 
he he just clearly didn't know what he was doing. Mm. And as you say, Jim, there was no joined up thinking. Before we, we, we move on to um, uh, one joker near, we have to mention that uh, Newcastle went to Arsenal in August 2008. And this is when Ashley was seen drinking a pint in the away end. Yes. Do you remember that, this? Downing a pint. Downing a pint, yeah. sorry. I should Made say. sure the cameras caught him downing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Power now, drinking. Yeah, this was shown live on TV. He got in trouble, though, due to Premier League licensing laws, which say alcohol can't be consumed in sight of the pitch. And Newcastle released a statement saying oh, it was non alcoholic beer even though Arsenal said, we don't sell non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> As if Mike Ashley's ever had a non-alcoholic beer in his entire yeah. life anyway. He didn't know it existed. Yeah. He did not know it existed. He parted the top 10% of the pint out, that's the alcohol. <laughs> uh, he got his lighter out and burnt it off. Uh, <laughs> Flambe the pint. <laughs> but after all the Dennis Wise business and so on, Keegan then resigned. He walked away from the club and that was the signal that uh, it was a bit of a shower of what's it, uh, yeah. uh, what, which was going on. The fans then started to turn against Ashley and the Cockney Mafia out and all that kind of stuff. And Ashley, soon after Keegan left, Mike Ashley put the club up for sale, releasing a statement saying, I have listened to you. You want me out. That is what I am trying to do. That was on the 14th of September, 2008. The, the, the problem with <laughs> Mike Ashley saying, any, saying anything... He's listened. He's heard you. Yeah. He's he's, heard you he's, and, and he pretends to put the club up for sale. Like, it's just always this kind of like smoke and mirrors bullshit from that man. And that's what has been... Um, that grinds everyone's gears. That's what makes everyone just exhausted by the whole affair. It's just all bullshit. True. He's lost... From that point on, I think you can tell, uh, apart from um, Graham Carr's acquisitions and, and fine acquisitions yeah. at the start of, of that situation... He's gone now, he, hasn't he? He would, he would, uh, he's gone now, yeah. But he would... Um, uh, Mike Ashley just, just couldn't be asked. Just well, like, like, that's a bit of, bit of credit because that was obviously a bit of turmoil at the club. So um, to, t- to steady the ship, he brought in Joe Kinnear as interim manager. <laughs> Do you remember, again, that was another day. Sorry, I was being serious for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't realise... Uh, oh, the, that the, one, the roles have been reversed. Yeah. Wow. That will not be allowed. No. Uh, Why am I hosting this one? Pete, I saw a quote from um, Dennis Wise uh, when I was researching this show earlier, saying, and the headline was, Dennis Wise, Ashley is prepared to spend in January. Um, and I realized, this is no word of a lie. I talk about the search tools and Google and stuff. I realised that I hadn't done the search tools at this point. And that quote was from the 18th of January 2018. Yeah, he's still, honestly, he's still, like, why he's is still on the, why saying that? He's still on the PR roll for uh, Mike Ashley. Is it because he spent some time with Ant and Deck in the jungle? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was talk that the, the reason yeah. that um, Mike Ashley even knows Joe Kinnear is because they basically had ended up as drinking buddies. He's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Joe's, right. Joe seems a good chap. He can steer the ship for a while. Yeah. Is it fair to say Joe Kinnear made an explosive start to life at Newcastle? Yeah. That press conference, he swore, I think, 52 times was the uh, stat. He swore uh, 52 mm. times in that press conference. It's incredible. The I'm audio not... of that exists, isn't it? It's well I, worth you, you could listen to up. it. I'm not sure if he swore 52 times or he said the C word 52 yeah. times and there were other swear words his as fir- well. His first words <laughs> in the press conference were, who's Simon Bird? You're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Noel Hickman? You're fucking out of order. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's out of order. And, and the only reason for it was because the papers had mistakenly reported that they hadn't turned up because they hate Joe Kinnear when Joe Kinnear had actually given them a day off. Yeah. And that was and that's enough to get him going. Mad. He's, he, 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 by the end of his tenure, he was only talking to Breitbart. He wouldn't, yeah. talk, <laughs> he wouldn't talk to any of the big boys. But yeah. Kinnear was such a relic as well, wasn't he? Like Even more so than Keegan. We couldn't believe our luck. Oh, so, remember? It was so weird. Gone, it was where's stunning. Where's that come from? It was, yeah. it was incredible yeah. when Joe Kinnear turned up at Newcastle United. And he didn't disappoint, did yeah, he? But I think it's, it's hard to get an example of what that would be like for younger 
listeners who perhaps didn't know, don't know who Joe Kinnear oh. even really is from his yeah. time. Like, yeah. how do you go about explaining yeah. him? I'm telling you what a Joe Kinnear character is in like 2018. I don't know if there right. even really is one. No, because, yeah. it, you no, know, he's a sort Steve of... Bannon. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like very much so, actually. He's like a proper old school British football man. Like, you know, you hear now about British managers not getting a chance. That's what they were like. And that's why they don't get chances now. There isn't room. There isn't a comparable figure. Uh, yeah, we, we should say that he later stood down as manager after needing to undergo a heart bypass operation. But before that, he did manage to call Charles and Zogbia, Charles Insomnia, which made Zogbia say he wouldn't play for Newcastle while Kenny was still manager. Yeah, well, Inzogbia's a bit of a tit as well. Yeah, he's a, mass, he's a <laughs> big time Charles. Massive belt. He is. Um, big he time is. Charles. Well, absolutely. <laughs> and he also got Yonko by um, Yom Kebab. That was, that, that was later on, though, so, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. That was when he came back as director of football and did that talk sport interview. Yeah, that, that was kind of like, later like, But he was clearly reading off a sheet. Yeah. Well, obviously, at the back, we've got uh, Charlotte Amamobi. Yeah. And <laughs> the best one was when he called Derek Lambie as Derek Lambeezy. Yeah. Where did he got that from? And one, one thing, and one thing I'm sure possibly will come on to this is his second stint. Yeah. But um, he also said, I think in that interview, <laughs> for no reason, he said, I've won every award there is in football as a player. Mm. It's like... Hey, hang on a minute. Yeah. No, you haven't. That's, yeah. that's, you, what, that's you won really World Player of the Year. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Well, remember he claimed he knew everyone. Yeah. Again, this was the director. Oh, yeah, I can thing, pick but... up the phone to anyone. I, well, yeah, well, they're publicly listed companies, so yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, uh, we'll talk about Chris Hewton and Newcastle United and a hell of a lot more after this. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I better go to the cash point and get some money if I've got any money left. Chris, welcome back, everybody. I was just going to launch <laughs> Chris, in there. Chris Hewton. Chris Hewton. This team is a mess. He took charge of Newcastle when Kinnear had to leave. Um, and then, uh, this was at Newcastle, were in the Premier League, they were struggling. Chris Hewton took over just for, for a brief period. And on the 1st of April, I mean, it's just Mark Ashley's Newcastle United, ladies and gentlemen. On 2000, 2009, 1st of April, with Newcastle in a relegation scrap, they appointed Alan Shearer as manager until the end of the season, and uh, they obviously got relegated. Mm. Which was a shame, because it would have been quite something had Alan Shearer have saved them, but mm. obviously he didn't. Yeah. But again, even if he had done... Mark Viduka, Marcus. <laughs> Mark, Mark Viduka. 
He, he didn't pull his weight, did he? His <laughs> no. considerable, considerable weight. <laughs> if, if Alan Shearer had kept him up in 2009, would he still be manager now? No well, I don't know. Well, he fancied yeah, he the job in the championship. He fancied the job in the championship. <laughs> <He'd> ring. <laughs> but Mike Ashley did, did, uh, did not ring him back. Yeah. yeah. Well, they went down and Chris Hewton, poor old Chris Hewton. I mean, he really, mm. he, 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 he worked hard in the backroom staff. He stepped up when he needed he, to. He reinstalled uh, a, a, a modicum of dignity absolutely. to a club that was a bit a, of a... Absolutely. Yeah, but, but even the sympathetic characters in this are still sort of downtrodden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he remains stoic and focused, uh, you know, dealing with so much oh. crap. Going his way. He, I mean, he, sh- he should be called St. Chris Hewton up there. He really should be. But he got them back up into the Premier League at first time of asking, which is always a big achievement. Yeah. Very, very difficult to do. Andy Carroll and Kevin Nolan had been banging in the goals that mm. season and then became housemates, didn't they? Yeah, like that mm. was funny. When they were basically, yeah. Andy Carroll was, was, funny. was almost forced to move in with Kevin yeah, by, Nolan. By a court. Is that yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but New Girls, they, they got back to the Prem where they belong and Ashley thought it was a good move to rebound the famous and prestigious St. James's Park to sportsdirect.com at St. James's Park Stadium. Mm. I've never known a direct... And then signed Sol Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry on top. Got yeah. Sol Campbell in. It's only missing Sven, this. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I've never known a, a, a man um, kind of, uh, you know, cream off, cream off the, the, the very idea of a, of a Premier League team, but at the same time, be duty bound to try and send them down every time. It's yeah. like going, oh, this is good being the Premier League. I'll try and sell them. I'll try and make a bit of money on the, on the, on the billboards and stuff. Yeah. And then it's like... And then I will send them down, yeah. so I can get that thrill over over again in three seasons' it's time. Like, it's like he doesn't, he doesn't, he's so stubborn yeah. and so sort of miserly that he doesn't want to just try and keep them in the Premier League, <laughs> even though he knows that's unequivocally the best place for them to be financially. And all he cares about is making money. It's like a captain of a ship who gets a thrill when there's a hole in the side of the boat. Yeah. Oh, we might go down. Yeah. Let's patch it up. Yeah. No, let's not, let's, not, let's not patch it up. Yeah. Let's patch it up with something that isn't waterproof, <laughs> like Sol Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> Put Sol Campbell in the hole. <laughs> He'd plug it up, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, there was a, a, number, a few Newcastle players scored hat-tricks that season. Andy Carroll being one of them. Shola Ramiobi in a 5-1 win against Sunderland. Aye. And Leon Best. Leon Best. Leon Best got He's a just appeasing you there, Pete. Putting that in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, straightening him up. And then we're back in. Uh, Chris Hewton, very popular with the fans. And you were right to say that he did have... Uh, uh, he did provide a bit of dignity and so on back to Newcastle United. And he was popular, I think, for the neutral as well. And people realised what a good job he did there, despite the circumstances. He, like, what he does now, everybody, yeah. everybody does a bit of Chris, don't Absolutely, they? yeah. He was sacked. Yeah, yeah. He was sacked. He was sacked when they were 10th <laughs> as well. He, and, and, the, and the statement released... It's not good was, enough, Luke. Well, the statement released was something like, we need a, um, a more experienced football man to take the club that next step. <laughs> P.S. I'm hiring my mate Alan Pardew. <laughs> Champions League winner Rafa Benitez would be delighted with 10th this season. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, would. Damn right. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, big pards. Big, big pards. pards. Join the club. I mean, that, I mean that was, it was good eating for us, Pete, if, if nothing else. Pete, if, if the Newcastle United, the Mike Ashley years, was the entire Renaissance movement, <laughs> is it fair to say Alan Pardew was very much the Leonardo da Vinci of, uh, of, this, of this story? I, I think would he was very Mike... much like to see him in a shit helicopter, yes. I think he was... <laughs> That he'd made himself out of twigs. I think he was more Michelangelo's David. Yeah. Just, yeah. just stood there with his old boy help. Um, <laughs> but uh, in January 2011, Liverpool paid £35 million for Andy Carroll. So Newcastle have got some money in the bank. What are they going to do with it, <laughs> ladies there. and gentlemen? It's in there. 
another little uh, bit of joy for Newcastle, though. In February that year, they came from 4-0 down against Arsenal to draw 4 all. I love that Arsenal are mugged off in this. Yeah. Pete, 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 in there. Pete another, another little positive for Newcastle in this story. An actual draw. <laughs> <laughs> One Premier League point picked up in February of 2011. Oh, but the late, great Czech Teote with a fine strike. Yes. Well, I mean, he, I think he hit three goals that I can remember from that kind of distance that, that actually went in. One of which was um, kind of uh, pulled back for offside or infringement or something. But, oh yeah, because uh, Goufran was, was offside. I remember but that. He yeah. was, but like, Tiotti would try one of those. After that moment, Tiotti would try one of those every single match. That was, was a lovely hit though. It was oh, magnificent, yeah. wasn't it? It was it really, just... It's just the, uh, the in-swinger from Barton, I think, and then it's coming off and just, ah. Oh. Nobody was marking for obvious reasons because he couldn't hit anything. Yep. Oh, and there it was. One then... of the greatest comebacks in recent years in the Premier League. Oh, in the Premier League, certainly. Arsenal were 4 0 up at half time. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Went to 4 1, and I just knew. Yeah. <laughs> Again, a point. Yeah. <laughs> at home. They released yeah. a point at Luke, home. They released a DVD. <laughs> yeah, of course they did. Um, well, the, the, the season after, Denver Bar, you and Kabai joined. Steve Harper went on loan to Brighton for a month. Yeah. Um, but Newcastle, you see. People can forget this. In 2011-12, Newcastle finished fifth. So what, were, you, what are you moaning about? Yeah, that were, was a great time. You finished in the Europa League. That was a great time, but it was, it was all down to players like Jon Kabar. Well, no, 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 hang on. All down to the players because Alan Pardew won Premier League Manager of the Season and oh. League Managers Association Manager of the Year Award. Yes. Don't it always seem to go. Alan Pardew was the Manager of the Season at Newcastle United. You can't forget that. That's in the history books, that. That's in the they history They were very books. close mm. to Champions League qualification. They were, indeed. You've got a couple of points, haven't it? Mm. Is it fair to say that was Pardew's peak? Uh, yes, very much I so. I mean, isn't it also fair to say that's one of the most successful seasons in the club's history? Like, literally. <laughs> it, it would be, yeah. Well, that, and, and, and Pardew's peak is... not just the Premier, uh, the Premier League, yes, possibly. I don't know. I mean, like... But Pete, Alan Pardew's peak was unquestionably sticking the nut on David Myler. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was his peak. That was the Pard's peak. If you're talking about Pard's the manager, yeah. then that was probably his peak. But Pard's the man, yeah. that yeah. two or three week period where he just had a massive whirlwind fight with everyone who came near mm. him. Well, yeah, well, that Didn't was... Didn't Johan Kabai uh, wrestling a, um, a ball boy I remember. <laughs> I oh, yeah. remember didn't he also say that they struggled to get players in because of the Olympics yeah uh, I think PardewLies.com is still up there is it <laughs> amazing <laughs> absolutely amazing yeah I mean after Chris Hewton as you say bringing a bit of dignity back then Pardew to be fair finishing very very well in 2013 with some unspeakably good footballers that were bought for unspeakably small amounts of money Graham with Carl. unspeakably weird promises about being a stepping stone Premier League, better. <laughs> Premier League yeah. manager of the year Premier League manager of the year take it up with them Take it up with the trophies. I will. At least he won a trophy at his time at Newcastle United. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in, in June 2013, Mike Ashley, with all his wisdom, brought Joe Kinnear back to the club as director of football. Now, you would have thought he would have learned by then. But obviously, <laughs> we have mentioned this um, before. Um, he'd resign eight months later. So uh, there we are. But this was the season when Alan Pardew said to Manuel Pellegrini on the touchline, shut your noise, you fucking old cunt. Yeah. <laughs> And then three Let's weeks just... later, head-butted uh, Myla. <laughs> Myla. Also, it's worth, worth noting that in that eight months that Joe Kinney was there as the director of football, he didn't actually sign a single player permanently. No value in the market. <laughs> um, but yeah, he knew... Well, Olympics as well. Yeah. Olympics. But I can't no val- this fax machine. No, no value in the Olympics. Um, the, 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 the Pellegrini yep. and the um, David Myla were the Mona Lisa and Last Supper <laughs> <laughs> of the Da Vinci Uber. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible, wasn't it? For for a while, you moaned about Alan Pardew at the club. A lot of Newcastle United fans, they didn't like him, let's be honest, Peter. Well, it's because he's uh, cockney, isn't it, yeah? 
No, there's, there's nothing. So, yeah, no, he's because he's Connie. He? He's like he's, he's from the north, from the south, isn't he? Well, yeah. it's funny because like I, Les Ferdinand was because they hit him. Hang they? on, no one's saying that. You've got a chance here. No, Pete. <laughs> Pete, I, I looked up um, the uh, an article written by the editor of the Newcastle Fancy when Parsu left, mm. and um, he said, it, it, to be fair in the article, he did say. Uh, we love Chris Hewton and he's a Cockney. It's not about Cockney. No, of course, of course yeah. it's not he about said, There is a negative stereotype of the Cockney in the North East, a fast-talking, sharp-dressed, pointy-shoe-wearing bullshit merchant who hides behind a front of arrogance and bluster. Pardew, for us, was that stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. That's very, very good. But the thing is, though, with Pardew, he finally left the club at uh, the turn of the year around 2014-15 when he had about eight years left on his contract or something like that. <laughs> but the reality of the situation was, Pardew left, still got Ashley there. Yeah. You know, you've, you've got rid of the molehill. You haven't got rid of the mole, though, have you? <laughs> yeah. You know, and that was, that's the thing. And, that, and obviously that is um, the, the, the situation. You shouldn't make a John Carver out of a molehill. <laughs> Johnny Carver was brought yeah. in for the end of the season. And he kept them up. I mean, he was a very passionate man. He wore his heart on his sleeve, of mm. course. And there again, another great moment. They beat West Ham on the last day, 2-0, to keep themselves up. And Jonas Gutierrez coming back in the side after beating cancer scored a goal that day. Yep. And then telling uh, Mike Ashley in non-certain times to fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> must have be been particularly satisfying for you Because guys. he's been treated terribly. <laughs> or he had been treated terribly. Yeah. But I, I, I just don't understand how you can mismanage a PR... Uh, kind of situation like Jonas Gutierrez. They, yeah. fucked, they mm. fucked him up. Oh my goodness. He's literally got fucking cancer. Yeah. yeah. And they managed to fuck that up. Yep. It's just bizarre. It's pretty schoolboy star. It's pretty. just. Yeah. And then at the end of that season, that was when Mike Ashley was saying that he's willing to sell the club if they finish in the top four or win a trophy. And you think to yourself, well, you've just survived. You're not putting your money in your pocket. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you're not putting your hand in your pocket, as we were talking about earlier. What, what, I don't, I don't, what are you hoping also, for? Yeah, what's the motivation for him there? Like it's, it seems spiteful, doesn't it? Was, it? it was so strange. So we thought, well, we need to finish in the top four or win a trophy. So we brought in Steve McLaren, and that didn't last very long either. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like it's not the manager's problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's been so we've what's, tried every different type of manager now. What's, yeah. what's the common denominator? Yeah. Here? Well, McLaren, fans to fans, fans. It's all the fans' fault. Um, fans. McLaren didn't last very long. Newcastle were on their way to getting relegated. They got in Rafa Benitez, who's obviously still there at the time of recording. Isn't that in- inexplicable? Really? Yeah. It, really like, it's, 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 it was a weird. It, the more I think about it, the weirder it's gotten in my head. But, but it's, bearing it's not, in mind that, why would Rafa take on that his project? Previous, his previous uh, job was at the Real Madrid, and it's not only that, Pete. That's weird enough. But then. Him being persuaded somehow by Mike Ashley to stay in the club. I think it was the, the fans. I yeah, think it was the fans. Who, the well, fans it was, it was the fans part. that did it. But the also, fans dug Ashley out of a hole there massively. Yeah. But if he's been, but he, he's been told that he like, if he's got any sniff that he's not going to be supported enough yeah. to remain in the Premier League mm-hmm. and, and and before that to to to, to get into the Premier League, um, like why? Why would you take a project like that? I just don't understand. Because, why I, would... because I think with... with so step with... and over him as well, with respect to Newcastle. Well, I, th- I think with Benitez, <laughs> yeah. that he has been slagged off a lot where he's gone. You know, he, he did pretty well at Chelsea, considering the circumstances, but slagged off there. Real Madrid, again, some of them are a little bit annoyed at him and so on. It goes to Newcastle. The fans are basically begging him to stay and giving him a lot of love and, and whatnot. And he, and he does live in England, and I think he wanted to put um, more roots down here. And he thinks, you know what? These are good people. Mm. The fans. I mean, this is the this is the thing. The crazy thing for the Newcastle United fans. Not only have they had to suffer Ashley, 
for so long. They then essentially dig him out of a hole because they managed, they persuaded Rafa Benitez to stay. I'm mm. pretty sure in my head that that the, 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 was the case. So in a sense, doing Ashley a favour because Benitez brings them straight back up again at the time of, of, of asking, which is a very hard thing to do in the championship. They win the league and so they're more viable for a sale, mm. the fans are sort of helping Ashley out in a sense, and yet they're getting completely screwed over. I, yeah, just, and, I, and, I, I mean, there has been enough takeovers in the Premier League to make me think, well, what is... Is it really just like, you know, 100 million worth of debt? Is that the only thing? Because Mike Ashley's expecting to get that money back. I, I don't understand. If someone could get that club right, they'd have... A, they'd have a, oh. Yeah, but, but we've seen, we've seen not that long ago. We said at the start of this, challenging for the for the for the title in the Champions League. I mean, we've we've all seen, obviously, depending on how old some of our listeners are, but a lot of people will remember watching Newcastle play Inter, Juventus, Barcelona. Yeah. And now we're yeah. we're how many days from till forty eight hours until the close of the transfer so, window? So Wednesday, yeah. and uh, and at time of recording, we've signed a Chelsea Lawney. Like, yeah. and that's our only <laughs> acquisition for a club that is knocking on the door of relegation. Mm. It's ridiculous. Insane. It's a it's a very difficult situation because we're obviously bring it right up to date now. Um, it's a really difficult situation because you, you, you we don't see the balance sheet. We don't see how much exactly the sponsorships are worth, the players are worth, the value of the players' contracts, all that kind of stuff. And Mike Ashley, whether anyone likes it or not, he's the owner of that club and is entitled to hold out for what he wants to yeah. hold out. But what he has to understand is. If they find themselves in the, in the championship next season, mm. it's not going to be worth three hundred and fifty. It's mm. not even going to be worth two hundred and fifty, no. which is I understand it is the deal that's been offered. So, what game are you playing? Exactly. Here? Mm. Yeah. What 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 is your end game? Your, your, mm. the, the ways out here are you massively gamble and Newcastle managed to stay in the Premier League. Well, you still not solved the problem. Mm. There's still an offer on the table to sell it. You, you, you're either going to get the amount or not, or not. You sell it now, but are they going to want to buy it for that amount? Given they can't sign any players, or you get relegated. <clears throat> so. Make your decision. Well, his Make game, any decision. We heard what his game is in the summer of 2017 when he appeared in court, when we heard stories of him vomiting in a fireplace. And, and the immortal line from the man himself, and this is his game, I like to get drunk. I am a power drinker. My thing is not to drink regularly. It is to binge drink. I am trying to get drunk. See, the thing that I find really funny about that is that is, that's not even... It's not even mildly strange to hear someone who drinks talk about that sort yeah. of thing. No, it's I, unusual I, from a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's unusual chat the from that kind of guy. You don't expect it. No, it is, it is, it is incredible. Um, we, we, we had a story uh, from somebody um, who uh, had sort of worked with him or sort of certainly been in his proximity and uh, a helicopter was waiting and the man had to finish his... Um, was it like a pie? Shepherd's pie? Mike actually was not going to get on the helicopter until he finished his pie. That's right, right yeah. like, there you go. You're the king. You can do what you want. You don't, you don't want to get meat or pastry in the helicopter. Well, <laughs> Newcastle, they are currently applying their trade in the Premier League, which is where they belong. A club like that belong in the top flight. But how long will it last? For crying out loud, it won't take much uh, for their uh, you know Premier League survival to be in doubt once again. And if they do go down, as we just discussed, it's unlikely Ashley will be willing to sell. So Premier League survival is obviously a must if he is to part ways with the club. When he does eventually part ways with the club, and he will. They'll be binge drinking in the bars and pubs of Newcastle. And my the goodness. Fireplaces will overflow. <laughs> and we'll be there with them. Absolutely right. So there we are. Um, Mike Ashley's Newcastle United. Uh, apologies to Newcastle United fans, but, uh, but there we are. Hopefully, Heart wants what it wants. Indeed. <laughs> Hopefully, though, uh, one day soon, it won't be Mike Ashley's Newcastle United. So there indeed. we are. Thank you very much to Jim. Thank you. Thank you to Luke. I'm trying to get drunk. <laughs> Thank you to Peter. I'm also trying to get drunk. Oh dear, and bless you all, Newcastle United fans. Two.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.